Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcasts. Our focus today is on the Old Time Radio Superman show at otrsuperman.com. We continue to work to restore all of the episodes of the series. We now have more than 800 episodes available for your listening pleasure. With Superman battling all sorts of foes, uh, including... uh, And we're adding two episodes per day through the end of August. So check it out at otrsuperman.com. And you can find links to all of our podcasts at uh, greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of The Fat Man. The original air date is August the 4th, 1955, and the title is Murder Takes a Picture. There he goes into that drug He's stepping on the scale. Weight, 
And when the head waiter saw me with no white tie and tail, he looked as if he wouldn't come near me without rubber gloves and a pair of tweezers. He was just about to brush me off with the old request for reservation routine when a woman walked over. She was quite a number. I've seen my share of beautiful women. She was wearing one of those evening gowns that seemed to be painted on. She knew how to show it off to a set for back. She gave the head waiter to a neutral corner and gave me a great big smile. It's all right, Charles. The Runyon is my guest. How do you do? I'm Irene Cooper. How do you do? I have a table over here where we can be alone. Will you come with me? I'm right behind you. Sorry I didn't meet you at a place where we should have more privacy, but frankly, I was afraid to leave the camp. Why? Because of my husband. Please sit down. Oh, first of all, let me introduce you. That's quite a roll. There's $500, and there'll be more later on. And what do I have to do to earn this letter? Protect me. From who? Your husband? We've been separated for over a month. He wants to kill me, I know it. I know what he's like and what he's doing. I need someone like you, Mr. Redmond, to keep him away. What's this so mad about, Mrs. Cagle? Sounds like a familiar tune. I couldn't help that. Lloyd has money and he's given me a great deal, but I wasn't in love with him when I married him. What's his name? Is that important? I like to know my way around. It helps. His name is that girl coming over the camera. Don't laugh. No, no, that. He's going to take it. Get away from the table. What's the big idea? Don't be there. I'm so You've got to get a hold of that picture. Oh, Don't worry about that. He's a lot more than you think he does. Now, just a minute, sir. That's all I want. That's all the proof I need. So, is it your point? Well, my lawyers will be happy to know about it. You told that girl to take I'll take you. And she's giving me the proof just as soon as it's developed. I've got a little something to say about that myself, Mr. Cagle. I don't happen to be and nobody takes my picture except by request. You can do your talking in court. Don't be a fool. I never saw your wife before tonight. You only look like a savage if I use that photograph. You'll see about that. You've got to get that photograph. Don't you see them trying to do it? It'd be proof that another man can get a divorce and cut me off without a friend. Something tells me this job is going to be a lot more trouble than it's worth. But I'm stuck with it, so I may as well see it too. Where are you going? I'm going after your father, Cagle. And that picture. Who is it? The fat man. You don't mind if I come in, do you? They told me you developed the pictures in this room. Where's Cagle? Who? The guy who hired you to snap that photo. He followed you in here, didn't he? No. Where's the picture you just took, sweetheart? Oh, it's flying over there. It'll be ready in a few seconds. How much did he pay you to take it? Ten dollars. Yeah. Here's twenty. You can hand it over to me. I don't care one way or another. Is it it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Not bad. The lighting could be better. I... Hey. So what's the matter? Come over here and take a look at this. Well, don't you like it? Don't look at me or her. There's a background in this picture. Mm-hmm. You mean that drunk lying across the table in the booth? He may be drunk, sweetheart. 
but that knife sticking out of his neck isn't going to help his hangover. Did you get it, Mr. Bunyan? Yeah, I got it all right, but I can't see it. What's wrong? It was lying across that table when I took you a second. Flashbulb lit up the darkness in the corner and caught him in the background. Oh, what are you talking about? A corpse, Mrs. Hazel. And it's disappeared. The table's empty and it's clean. But I still got this picture. Let me see it. What? You know him? Okay, Things are beginning to add up. Who's the manager of this guy? I'd like to know what happened to him. Let me see that. I'll hold on to it if it's all the same to you. I, I certainly can't understand it. Neither can I. Yes. Where's your phone? Are you calling the police? You can bet your last reservation I am. Well, oh, use the phone in my office. Inside, to the right. It's right. Thanks. And while I'm calling headquarters, you might figure out a reason for the disappearance of that body. And it ought to be a Lulu. Come on, Mrs. Cagle. How do you feel, Mrs. Cagle? I don't know. I want to go home. You'd better stay here in Crowder's office with me. Just to make certain you won't be next. Oh. <laughs> Homicide of Tom McKenzie speaking. This is Brad Runyon. Hey, Brad, what's on your mind? Murder. Now, get this straight. I've got a picture here. A photograph that was just taken. It's just a proof of just a minute, mister. Mr. Runyon, he's got a gun. A nice big shiny one, too. Oh. Hand that picture off of that man. I'd rather not. Hands over, I said, and make it snappy. Well, if you insist. Now, what's going on over there? Roger, can you hear me? You. Me? You, lady, pick up those matches on the table. Hey, what in blazes happened to this connection? Light one. Uh, I said light it. Hello. Hello uh, there, hello. It's in the picture. I saw that cop you made a big hello. mistake. Go on, fat man, give out. Hello. Hello there, hello. And Mackenzie. Well, what happened to you? What's all this about a picture, anyway? And you can prove of what? Never mind, Mackenzie. All I've got now is smoke in my eyes. Now, just stay put, fat man. You and the dame better relax for a while. You're not leaving so soon. I got a date. A heavy date. Don't go after him. He'll kill us both. He won't shoot inside. Not in front of a hundred people. Come on. What's your hurry? Out of my way, Crowder. Take it easy. What's all the excitement about? That gorilla who just walked out. What gorilla? You must have seen him. He just left. He was he was holding a gun. I didn't see a guy, and I didn't see a gun. What are you two doing in my office? Just hold... Wait a minute, Mrs. Davis. Don't waste your energy. Mr. Crowder seems to be playing a dumb. I suppose you don't know anything about a picture, either. What? Marty, you know you're alive. 
Look, Batman, I said a lot of gold into this joint. Every nickel I got, and I don't want any trouble. Understand? Trouble's no good for business. The customers don't like it. Business is liable to pick up a little cloud. When the cops start paying you a visit. Only it'll be on the house. The cops have nothing on me. No. <laughs> if you think you've got a case, go ahead and call them. Only when you start talking about pictures, you better have something to show for it. Okay, Carly. This round is yours. Well, now, if you want to go back to your table and enjoy yourself, I've got no objection. Is your floor show as good as the one you put on back here? Anybody who comes into my club and behaves himself is entitled to have a good time. All I want out of my customers is a paid check and a great big smile. But when you ask for trouble, I make sure you get it. See? Here, yeah, Crowder. What's the missile for? The use of your phone. And this. As for the use of the hall. Come on, Mrs. Cagle. Let's get out of here. I'll get a hotel room for the night. You won't be safe anywhere else. Your husband thinks I'm your light of love anyway, so you've got nothing to lose. Where are you going, Mr. Runyon? I've got a couple of calls to make. What about the police? They can't help us now. We've got no body and we've got no proof. And the photograph's gone. But the negative is... What? There was a negative to that picture, Mrs. Cagle. Of course, Crowder may have burned it by now, but... I have a hunch he did. That negative might come in handy to a man who's proud as hell. I'm frightened. You ought to be. This is no marble game we're playing. My husband finds me. I'll save him the trouble. By looking for him. Where will you look? I like to make life easy for myself. I always do the obvious first. You'd be surprised how often it works. What do you mean? I'm going to your husband's apartment, Cagle. That's probably the last place you'd expect to find him. Well, you've got a nerve coming to my house, Runyon. You can tie a candle to the irate husband routine. I think you've already figured out that I wasn't the competition. What do you want? I want to know why you left the Sapphire Club in such a hurry. Without even waiting to get that photograph you wanted. I I decided to drop the whole business. That's why. I can't afford a scandal in your position. You can't afford to go to the chair in your position either. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Packing cable. I'm, I'm leaving for the weekend. That's nice. Where to, China? I'm not running out, if that's what you mean. That's exactly what I mean. And you are running out, my friend. Are you going to get out of here? Or must I throw you out? Uh, that's an interesting question. 
You know, you're a pretty big boy, Cagle. But I just finished off a bigger one. Now get your hat. What for? We're going down to headquarters. Headquarters? They've got nothing on me. They might get something. If they work over you for a while. Cagle. Your phone's ringing. Go on, answer it. Hello? Mr. Cagle? Yeah? This is Nick Crowder. Crowder? I own the Sapphire. I have what he wants. Uh, what is it, Mr. Crowder? I'd like to see you. Yeah? I well, got the negative to a picture, but I think you might be interested in Negative to a picture? Tell him to bring it out. This is a picture you'd like to hold, Mr. Cable. Especially since I remember making a reservation for you tonight in my club. Look, you're, you're talking in circles. I don't know what you mean. I'll be up in 15 minutes and uh, make it a little clearer. Okay. Okay. See you. Coming up here. Cable, you're a lucky guy. Am I? You're so close to the hot seat now, you're burning a hole in your pants. You may get a last-minute reprieve. Where does that door lead to? The bedroom. I leave it open when I go inside. This is going to be a three-way conversation. Only I'll be a silent partner. <laughs> Cagle. You cried it? That's right. What do you want? <laughs> Mr. Cagle, I understand you're a very rich guy. Somebody told me you've got a copper mine in Nevada. What about it? Copper's good stuff. It stays off. I guess you can afford to buy a little picture every now and then. What have you got to say? This. It's a negative that makes very good food. Look at it in front of this lot. You see the guy lying across the table in the back? Well, his name is Harry Bates. And uh, he was fooling around with your wife. My wife? He's dead, Cable. He was killed in my club. <laughs> Funny thing, though. Nobody ever found the body. But it's all this has to do with me. Don't you get the connection, Mr. Cagle? Sure. He gets the connection, Crowder. Batman. That's why the Welch is out on your door. What happened? Run into a doorknob in the dark. Why, you don't can... reach, Crowder. It'll take an hour to pick the slugs out of your hide if you do. So you're in the dick in on this, Cagle. All right, smart guy. See where it gets you. Hold on to that negative, Cagle. What are you doing? I'm calling the police. Go on, call them. Let me hear what I got to say about Cagle's connection with that stiff Haven't you forgotten something, Crowder? You have a little explaining to do yourself, won't you? Yeah, Lieutenant McKenzie. Homicide. Uh, this is Runyon McKenzie. Oh, no, not again. Remember that photograph I told you about before? What I'm... Cagle! For your negative. Runyon. Runyon! Tanya, where are you? If you think you're going to use this as evidence, you're mistaken. What is this, sir? Okay. Mackenzie. 
I've got a feeling we've run out of pictures again. Listen to me, Ronnie. How would you like a good shock in the nose? This place is all yours, Mackenzie. Drop into my apartment sometime. You can take a swing at me after I go over some unfinished business with a couple of gents. It's not safe to play with matches, Cato. No? And you were a sucker to burn that picture. Maybe. Now, when they find the body, you dumb cluck, they'll definitely send it on to you. There's nothing to prove that Harry Bates was murdered in the Sapphire Club. And the crowd that got rid of the body. That's a lie. You don't know what you're talking about. And as for you, Crowder, it's my word against yours. And with your reputation, you may only come out second. Yeah? Yeah. Mrs. Cagle is another witness, Carter. And then there's your girl photographer. Maybe she's on your payroll, but a couple of bucks won't keep her quiet when the cops rope her in on a murder rap. Well, this guy will fly before I will. But when he gets to the chair, maybe you'll be sitting right on his lap. If I have to, I'll come clean. I'm not taking a rap for anybody. And you better get your soap out, Carter. And you too, Cagle. Because the wasp can't wait. You don't mind if I come into my own apartment, do you? Did you... Did you find my husband? Sure, I found him. Now you had a long talk with him. I did. Turned him over to the police. They'll know where to find him. Oh, it was a I thought it was dressing down, Mr. Runyon. I, I hope you don't mind. It looks as though you could share it with two other girls. Oh, it's a bit large. Mr. Runyon, I want to thank you for what you've done for me. Do you? I don't know what would have happened if you hadn't come along. It's the time, Mrs. You can call me Irene. We're getting to be pretty good friends, aren't we? I'm beginning to wonder how long that friendship will last. What do you mean? I've got a little story to tell you. How are you in Ellis Why, of course. I want to tell you what happened to Harry Bates, the Sapphire Club tonight. Oh, have they found poor Harry's body? They will. Carter told me a couple of his boys stuck it up to the Morris Parkway and dumped it in the ditch. How did they get him out of the club? The customers evidently thought they were carrying out a drunk. That part was easy. And how did my husband kill him? Your husband didn't kill Harry Bates, Irene. No? No. You did. Uh, are you joking? Your husband noticed the body lying at the table right after that picture was taken. He must have seen him with you before, because he recognized him and got out of there fast. Crowder got rid of the body to save his club's reputation. And to pull a little blackmail on the fire. Oh, I, I, I don't see how you got me mixed up in this. You made a reservation for two for this evening at the Sapphire Club, sweetheart. That reservation was made last night, long before you thought of calling me. Well... Who were you sitting with before I showed up? Harry, of course. Of course. You're very clever, Mr. Runyon. Oh, 
I get by? Oh, incidentally, this, this dressing gown wasn't the only thing I borrowed when I got here tonight. I found the revolver in your drawer. What else did you use? My toothbrush? Just sit where you are. And I'll finish that story for you. Fine. When I told you, I really wanted to hide you to protect Harry. And when did you change your mind? When Harry told me we were through. You know, I'd taken a million chances with that sweet timing heel. I even gave my husband grounds for divorce, giving up a person in alimony. And then Bates told you he was walking out. Yeah. I'm a little crazy, I guess. I grabbed a steak knife on the table. We were off in a corner, and, and no one even noticed. And then I walked in, and you had to play it straight. You're always walking in, Mr. Ringham. That's the song. You're not walking out. Goodbye. Not very. Oh, by the way, Irene, that gun you borrowed has no bullets in it. What? Are you... Surprise. Are you... Oh, you know, you were there. It's Mackenzie here. Now, I suppose you give me an explanation of all this nonsense, huh? Oh, well, who's she? Mrs. Cagle, meet Lieutenant Mackenzie. Don't let that gun worry you, Lieutenant. It's a war souvenir. The one they had in 1917. By any chance, you happen to find the body of a man named Bates near the Morris Parkway? How'd you know about that? Because this very effective little number was the one who stuck a knife in his throat. Come on, baby, own up. Papa's got all the evidence. I only wish I had you where I had Harry Bates. Take her away, boy. Don't touch me. I'll give you the rest of the details at headquarters, Mackenzie. Okay. Don't touch me. I can walk by myself. So you're the guy who wants to touch me in the nose. Yeah, but... Well, you broke the case. Anyway, I forget what I was sore about now. Good. Remind me to remember. Not to remind you. Well, that's that. It seems I spend my life on getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. Go on. Welcome back. Well, I actually liked uh, that this episode had something with a nightclub photographer that was a plot point and it wasn't silly. Uh, as to the solution, now that was silly. The Okay, I get that it's New York and that, uh, you know, people are focused on themselves. But, you know, we're talking about a murder in a crowded nightclub with a steak knife. That's not one of those genteel little murders that you can, you know, just very quietly do and nobody notice. Even in New York City, there's no way that would happen in a crowded club and nobody notice. Well, we turn to listener comments and feedback, and we have some comments uh, regarding the episode that uh, we played uh, while we were 
um, on vacation. And first up, we have an email from Mark uh, regarding the Nick Carter serial. Uh, and he writes, Adam, I hope you two are having a wonderful vacation week. I wonder if you contemplated at all having left us with an entire week of episodes about a stolen baby whose mother loved him so much that she never once gave him a name. I think it was mentioned once or twice that it was a boy, but she never referred to him as anything but my baby. I would think she might use his name now and then, especially since he had been kidnapped. Uh, love to Andrea, too. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It's a fair point. On, on one hand, I can understand that at the time they did not uh, name the baby. Just because it wasn't going to be something that the audience would expect to be named. And even if the baby had been named... It would not be one of those details that uh, people would remember. But in our modern world, we expect a child to be named. Though, of course, we have other weird things we do with child characters. But that's perhaps another podcast. Bill wrote in regarding The Big Man Part 1, which featured uh, Peggy Webb playing Joe Friday's mother. Hi, Adam. A little FYI, I just saw on another Facebook page that Peggy Weber is alive at age 95 and living in New York. Well, thanks so much. Um, I knew she was alive. I didn't know about the uh, living in New York part. She spent many years in California. And she's been, uh, you know, not only an actress, but a dedicated supporter and advocate for audio drama. She not only appeared in Golden Age audio dramas, she also made appearances in some of the radio revival uh, programs of the 70s and was uh, director and producer of the California Artist uh, Radio Theater for so many years. So she's had a fantastic life and one of those, you know, few great living radio actresses. Thanks so much, Bill. And I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Bruce, Patreon supporter since April 2019, currently supporting us at the shameless level of $4 or more per month. Well, that will do it for today. If you are enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate it and review it wherever you download your podcast from. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and then next Tuesday we'll be back with our final episode of The Fat Man. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.